This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today I'm talking with Kay Sparks. He is an MC representing Jamaica, Queens, New York. Kay Spark has shared the stage with well-known artists like Joe Budden, Talib Kweli, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Q-Tip, and MOP, just to name a few. We'll be talking about his positive, socially progressive, and provocative album entitled Urban Couture. Kay Sparks, welcome to Book Speeds and Beyond. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me. Hey, we appreciate you making some good music. <laughs> so yeah. I always ask all the MCs kind of break down their name, you know, because uh, MC's name means a lot. How does yours? Yeah, def- definitely. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, my name, man, it really came from doing ciphers a lot. I grew up in South Jamaica, Queens, and, um, you know, we pretty much just always had freestyle sessions, ciphers, and things like that. So a lot of times in the ciphers, I would always be the one to try to go first because I'm uh, just a comp- person, yeah, you know, and I, I like to set the bar high, so I figured if I started the ciphers off, it would make it harder for other MCs to kind of really do their thing. So they would always, <laughs> you know what I mean? Shake it up. Me, exactly. So they would always tell me to spark the cipher. So sparks kind of just stuck with me, you mm. know, and then pay is something that I kind of just tagged on to it just, um, you know, to kind of just make it a little more catchy. Yeah. So you're telling me you will start the cipher off, and as you turn off, you see some MCs walk away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you know, right. you know, yeah, definitely, because, you know, we had this rule, and the rule was is that if you're going to freestyle, then you really got to freestyle, oh, so it wasn't yeah. anything, yeah, you know, it wasn't anything, whereas you're coming there, and you're just regurgitating stuff from, right. like, a minute you put out, so right. it it raised the ball. So how'd you do that? You were like, all right, I'm throwing a, a shoe in the middle, like, you know what I'm saying, like, how did that Oh, work? well, you know what, you, <laughs> well, you know, with the freestyle thing, how that works is you just got to set the tone. So right. you just start. And once you start, nobody's going to stop you, especially if the bars and the flow that you're kicking is really on point. So they right. just ride there. Right. Yeah, that is an art, man. I mean, I, I love the ciphers, man. I used to do it myself. And you could definitely tell the difference between a written and a freestyle. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. That, that written just be flowing like, yo, yo, dude, your brain is not a computer. That, that, that. <laughs> That's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a fact. So uh, you were born and raised in Jamaica, Queens? Yes. Okay, okay. And I I mean, I asked this question, but I, I, I can already know it had a big influence on you, a big impact on your music, just being from Queens, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because growing up in Queens, there's so much heritage and there's mm-hmm. so much history. You're talking about Run DMC. You're talking about LL Cool J. You're talking about 50 Cent. You're mm-hmm. talking about Nas. It's so many guys who they came and they set the bar so high. So it's one of those things where you, you not only take pride in your craft, but you take pride in the fact that you come from this place that's just a landmark for hip-hop. Right. So you know that you got to come correct. So I always – I don't want to say I felt any pressure coming from Queen because it's just natural. But at the end of the day, you really appreciate it culturally. And yeah. you just move forward. Did you bump in, in, into any of those greats? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, wow. All the time. 
you know, because because the thing is, like, for people who are not from Queens, it's something that it's it's like, wow, look at these guys. But it was regular for us to right. go to the corner store and see Mr. Cheeks huh. or see, see Pretty Lou, Freaky Todd. These these were like like regular dudes that we would see, and and it was no Hollywood thing. Like it's it's regular conversation. Wow, yeah, that must have been dope, man. I, I can only imagine. So mm-hmm. so let's 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 get into the album. Urban Couture. Why did you name it that? So Urban Couture was something that I wanted to do for a long time. I've been doing music for so many years, and I always wanted to do a project with a live band. So when I spoke with SK about it, the whole direction was, listen, I want the majority of this to be organically just original content that's not so much beat machines and mp3s and all that but just musicians coming in the studio playing sessions live drums live horns and i named it urban couture because i feel like it's a duality to it like we a lot of us we come from underprivileged communities we're not born into money so we have to really find a way right and that's the urban dynamic of it but the couture side is that it's custom fit so even though we come from these these situations that can be underwhelming, we still have that drive and that perseverance to get more. So your drive is custom fit for you. I don't know your life and I don't know what you've been through, but I'm pretty sure you have a story as well. And your story is couture to you. Something couture in the fashion world is custom fit. Like it's, it's for a particular yeah. thing. So it's urban couture. We all come from the urban dynamic, yet it's all couture because your story is individual. And that's what I wanted to put on full display, that this is something that's it's just telling a story for people that come from that dynamic that still rise above it and wow. they want it more. That's so, dope, man. I mean, man, yeah, that, that, that's dope, man. And you know, that kind of fits like it kind of opens up with this song called Flipside, right? Mm-hmm. And And if you can talk a little bit about that song. Be the iron, be the thrust 
Don't get it twisted, I'm gifted, the best you've never seen. Trying to have a kid in vitro for the third time Somebody kids with children's services They on that drug time Somebody misses his mother since he passes like a slaughter Somebody got a mom but since he married Really call her Somebody feeling resentment Somebody feeling contentment Somebody don't ever know what it can be like If they can let go of resentment Somebody saving for them butt injections Hope to spin now Somebody overweighting so they feel they need to slim down Somebody got a gun and now we thinking He gonna change things Somebody lost a son to gun violence Know what the pain brings Don't get it twisted, I'm gifted, the best you ever seen. If I wasn't a musician, I would not be on social media. I hate it so much. I think, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a so job, man. <laughs> yeah, it is, man, and it is so disingenuous. It's so right. many people. They instead of just being authentic, I feel a lot of times they feel pressure to compete with other people. Mm-hmm. So they're putting up all these these fake posts and and of cars that they don't own, right. jewelry they don't own, and and just things that are just very just cheesy right. you know at the end of the day like i i feel that flip side was needed because i wanted to start the album on that tone mm-hmm. of realness to show people there's a flip side to everything so yeah there might be a couple that's trying to have a kid with in vitro but then there's also a couple whose children are getting taken away by children's services right yeah it's crazy too, yeah. you know and that's what people don't get with social media people just get this um, glossy kind of yeah yeah it's like the flossy gloss yeah. over 
just very controlled content. Like, I'm going to post this picture of this. But they even did, like, a study with young people in depression. And recently mm. they would how social media just really, really makes young people. Wow, yeah. Feel- here, you know, and and they they don't get it. Like they, they're not as advanced a lot of times. Exactly. No. Right. right. You know, distinguish. This isn't reality. Right. This isn't first reality. So, you know, flip side, I just felt was an important record to do, me, and that's what to do. Yep, you just show the reality. Yeah. Let me ask you something, because when I was I was as I was listening to it, I was thinking, dang, how 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 have I experienced a flip side? You know what I mean? I had a few things I thought about. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced a flip side in a sense? And, and and like, what did you learn from it? Like when when you realize like oh yeah yeah yeah. you know i mean for me i would say like pretty much life in general because i i grew up like i said in south jamaica queen so i saw a lot i did a lot growing up and now like life for me has progressed in a way better space Mm -hmm. than that you know i was able to move my family out of that community i was able to buy two houses like i was able to you know i was able to do a lot now compared to where i started from so i'm able to see the flip side but yet i appreciate it because the way i feel is like my daughter's like very i call it black privilege like she's very privileged now in the sense that she doesn't have to grow up in that environment anymore right you know so with that said like I'm able to show her another side of life, but I don't want her to forget about where we came from. So I always go back to Queens and stuff and just let her see the community and stuff. But yeah, man, definitely for me, just life in general, yeah. I've experienced up close to personal to see how it's like on both sides of the tracks. Right. Know? Yeah, because you had a song on there called Make uh, America Fake Again. <laughs> and oh, you kind of talked about um, talking about wealth versus being rich. How did you how did you come to know about that? You know, not many people are able to experience that or are exposed to that. Like, what made you under, understand that?
See, it's not even fair how you can't even tell me how to stop monkey doing. But yeah, you know what happened last night at the BET Awards or the latest Jordan shoe. You see, it's the difference between having money and having wealth. It's the difference between what your parents told you and what life expectations told you for yourself. They become conquerors of our own and it don't matter. Uneducated, unsophisticated, well-mannered slave. Yet the inventors of many things that helped shape the world today. Dipped in gold, blood, diamonds, worn cold, yet of our worldly possessions are dignity denied but not our soul because that never belonged to man always had to be protector and provider because for us it was never a choice our women depending on it our children depending on it our own life depending on it future generations depended on it black man black man freedom 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 that's what we need black man despite our Protests for equality, life and liberty, the pursuit of happiness seem like mankind in separation of its own kind. But nonetheless, we are the brave hearted king to a kingdom with no discriminatory standard tune between now and back then. Uh, you see, we trying to make it, but it's harder to get up and take it when people constantly fake it. Black people in black churches with white pictures of a white Jesus on their fans. Difference between what your parents taught you and what life expectations taught you for yourself. I can tell you that I bought my first house and then it doubled in value. And then I bought my second house amongst other things and what have you. The reason there is so much violence and chaos in the black precincts is the disintegration of the African-American family. Well, a, a big part of that was my family. I, I think like a lot of people like raised without even much structure. In the hood, man, young black men your family often reject education really which way gravitate towards the street That's culture, so drugs, hustling, gangs. My my mother, she was a teacher for the Board of Education. You know, my father, he was a jazz player, but he was also a businessman. Oh word, yeah. Even my grandfather, he was like one of the first African American engineers wow. for the FA. So I, I came from like a lot of um, people of color who were motivated yeah, and they, they had lots of aspirations. So with that said, I just, they, they invested a lot in me knowledge wise. Mm -hmm. So I was really ahead of the curve, but mm -hmm. you know, with a lot of my friends, like they were talking about other things while in my household, they're talking about stocks, right. they're talking about bonds, they're talking about purchasing property wow. and, and like that That's like nice, these, man. These, yeah these are the conversations that they were having and it opened up my eyes to a lot of things because what you realize is you know you you go to like some of these communities and you could drive around the projects and you see some of the nicest cars you ever seen right but you living in the projects though right. so why are you you know why are you right. parking a Maserati outside the project exactly it would make, yeah it would make more sense for you to take that money and invest it in a little piece of property that mm -hmm. can gain in value right you know and if, if that means that you got to push a, you know, a car that's not a Maserati for a while, then right. so be it. Yeah. You know, you have something that's appreciating in value. And maybe one so, day get a Maserati from that. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You get something that appreciates in value and you get dividends and you can use the dividends and stuff to buy you a Maserati. Mm -hmm. But make, you know, the goal is to make your money work for you. And too many people are getting up every day working hard for money and they have nothing to show for right, it. Right. You know? Right. Do you that's, really have Amazon stock? Oh yeah, absolutely! Word. Dang man, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> when did yeah, you get absolutely. it? Like how how much was it? You remember? Wow, man! When I got in, man, it it was how low was it, man? I'm thinking maybe like around like two a share. Dang, word! Yeah, 
Yeah, so you know, but I mean, you, yeah, man, you, it's, you know what I say, man? Like, it, it's all about just looking at trends and being right. on top. And I think, like, a lot of times, like, people, people feel like something's unattainable. Like, they can't do it, you right. know? And yeah. that's not true. I think the only limitation on things in life is you. Is you. If, if yeah. you say to yourself, well, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to learn. I'm not willing to learn. And someone's trying to present you with the information. Well, then you you deserve to be stagnant and stuck in your space that mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn and you're, and you're open to it, then you're going to seek out the knowledge. And that's what it is. Like every chance I get, man, I just like even people in my circle, I try to put them on the knowledge. What they do with it is up to them. Right. You know, some people, you can't save everybody. Some people are just content being stuck in the matrix, mm-hmm. you know, and they just they they live in living hand to mouth you know yeah. but you help the people that want to be helped man yeah that's what it's all about i mean because i mean you could try to reach out to people and test the waters and if they're willing to yeah, mm-hmm. keep moving on because after that you, you you're just wasting a lot of time when there's other people that could that can gain from that 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 are seeking that you know what i'm saying absolutely man i think absolutely the, i think the funniest well not the funniest thing the interesting thing about this track is it's more spoken word so, oh yeah, yeah. So that you, you're real, you're really big on spoken word as well. Oh yeah, man. You know, I'm I'm just into like arts in general. So mm-hmm. like this project, we we wanted to put a lot of different things on display. So I didn't want it to be in a box. Right. And it started with the whole live instrumentation, and then we just took it further. Like every track doesn't have to be a rap song. We got some spoken right. word pieces yeah. on there. We got some R and B pieces. Like we just got so many different pieces of art that. I would say even if someone doesn't like a certain thing in particular, they'd be willing to check it out just yeah. based upon that. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing that you have, uh, a, a, you know, your family has a jazz background, that I, I definitely can feel that <laughs> that flowing yeah. through this album. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. You had a song on there called "Blue Nostalgia." Part of my thoughts that I don't glamorize. Jay Z and Beyonce got that lemonade. Me and you was a better grade. Minute made. I'm from a place where they controlling that reef for growing the teacher. Lyrically, Cola the Keisha. Good lord. And y'all ain't half this nice. Blogging this day. Let's enjoy the afterlife. Like a weapon, see me reppin', y'all can get with. Like old school Martin, get to steppin'. Fit, bit. That's a sidebar. What y'all ride for? Why religious stay divide this people? Uh. It's no peace, just forever war. Similes are better all. Life is like a metaphor. Same year, 
pinching myself like why I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm sick of that hurt. My smiles and the frowns. It's my fault. Like the beat just had a breakdown. Seeing young gangs that stay with the pump. They say you dumb things. Like 10 Donald Trump. See, I been bottled up. Bad happens to good people. A lot of poverty, homie. Listen, but that's the secret. That's a sidebar. Which I ride for. Why religion stay divide my people? Uh, it's no peace, just forever war. Similes are better all. Life is like a metaphor. Like, to me, those are the best artists. Like, you've got artists who 
they really like put it all out there and those are the artists that you can relate to and you connect with right because they're they're not being like we say like those social media posters right. they're not rolling their content superficially they're putting it all out there for you to feel mm-hmm. and that's what i try to do it's like look this is my life these are the things that i've been through i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one exactly. that <laughs> right. you know and it's like if that can help somebody else and they can relate to that in some way then i did my job as a musician yeah i think it was interesting that you put the skit at the end of the homeless person talk, mm-hmm. talk about how that came together and why why you did it Oh, yeah, definitely, man, because at the end of the day, this project is about being real and authentic right. and showing two sides. So, like, to me, the, the funny thing is, like, I, I live a really good life, mm-hmm. but I don't think people need to hear all that and need to see all that. Like, I don't feel the need to, to go on social media and post all the cars I have and, right. and post my property. and jur- Like, to me, that that's so superficial and corny. Mm-hmm. To me, those are for people who – they're lacking in their personal lives and they need validation through likes and comments. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was important to have the homeless guy at the end of the skit. And that's props to my brother SK. He's the one that really implemented that okay. just to show that this is reality. Like we're yeah. all, we get caught up in our own things, like our own stresses every day. Like, wow, I'm going through some problems. Or I got this going on, but there's people out there that have it way worse than you. Right. Like, and that's a fact like there's Yeah. You know, you might have a hard time paying your bills every month, but at least they're paid. There's a guy that's on the street right? and he wish he, he had some bills. He needed right, to pay. Exactly. So there's a flip side and that, that's what people need to see. Like this is reality. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's never so bad where you can't, can't bounce back. Yeah. That made, when I heard that skit, I used to kind of work with, uh, people with like, um, um, uh, mental conditions and a lot of them end up on the street and just working in that environment you really it really humbles you you're like these people on the street aren't they don't want to be there you know what i mean who wants to be there and for someone right. to walk and say get a job bum is just like yeah yeah man you you you're the worst you know what i mean exactly it's just ridiculous exactly Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
most writing. I'm doing uh, films and commercials, I do the most hey, writing. Yo, show money, slow money, uh, you might as well get no money. Uh, See, we about to get reacquainted, let's go, money. Before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show. By clicking on the links and purchasing the music, we appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books, and it'll take you right to where you can so purchase it. So we just it. played a song and called It's a Win Win because you support. Talk about this song. The What's the, the, the show? You're trying to leave us with this. Um, and so we got a small commission that, that which then goes toward to the, the operations of, of the show. So trying again, to do the right thing for all you who have supported us, thank you so much. And for all those who are thinking about supporting us, we appreciate you as well. Me being at a certain place in my life, but then 
we all have those people around us who are just like the antagonists. They always want to pull you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I did it from like the spiritual perspective, like the homie E stands for evil. Mm. So that's the devil really on your shoulder telling oh, you, yo, okay. yeah, let's get this bag. Let's do what we got to do. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, pretty, pretty much. So it's just a, a record just to make people think like we all got choices in life. And right. regardless of, of what you choose, just be fully aware of the consequences, you know. Right. So how, how, what made you kind of choose the more responsible path? You know what I mean? I think, man, it's it's all due to like just guidance. I think yeah. every everybody in life needs to at least have like one one mentor or one elder that's right. older than you to show you the path. Like you, I got this saying, man. It's like, yo, you hang with five broke people, you're gonna be the six, right? <laughs> right, right, you right. Know? That's yeah. a fact. It's like you, you're the you're the sum total of the five people that's you right. interact with most so at the end of the day it's like if if i want to be successful i need to surround myself with successful people yeah and i kind of like i've always had like like two sets of friends i want to say i've had like one set of friends where it's like i love them we're cool it is what it is i know they're not successful they're just trying to make it yeah and that's cool but they're kind of stagnant in life too right so it's like all right, we, we can hang, we can kick it, and it's all love. Anything I can do for you, I'll do it. But I have to compartmentalize these relationships because yeah. if I don't, I'm never going to get to where I got to go because, like, you guys over here are still talking about the same thing you were talking about right. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything to to get there realistically. Like, yeah. in your head, you have all these dreams, yeah. but every time we talk, it's just dreams, yeah. and nothing has materialized. So, like, if I stay over there too long i'm gonna be like you guys right. you know and then i've got like a second set of friends who are older than me and these are like the ogs and the elders who are where i'm trying to get mm-hmm. in life and mm-hmm. these guys are teaching me and they're counseling me and they're guiding me like yo sparks invest in this stock or do this or, or buy these bonds Dope. and these these guys are like wealthy people and i'm like wow this is where i want to get to. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like you know you Everybody in life has to find that balance, like, and you got to know how to compartmentalize certain relationships. Because if you're not careful, sometimes the, the friends that you chill with, yeah, they might be cool and they're fun, but they're not executing their goals properly. Yeah, yeah. And if you hang too much with those people, you're going to find yourself losing a lot of time, doing a lot of nothing except for just a lot of talking, and there's no execution. Yeah. It's, it, so, you you got to have some bravery to step out, you know, because I, I think some people – I, I, th- I think some people feel uncomfortable hanging around people that they think are smarter than them sometimes. Exactly. And, yeah. And I, listen, man, like they always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. you got to get the hell out of there and you got to go somewhere where you're the dumbest person in the mm-hmm. room and you're going to soak up that knowledge and it's going to make you a better person. Right. So that's what I realized. Like I have to keep growing and growing as a person. And I think a lot of it is complacency too. A lot of people yeah. – They've, you've known people for years. You know, you might have known somebody since elementary school, yeah. and that's your homie. But, all right, that's cool, but you have to grow. You have, you to, have grow. to grow. You have yeah. to meet new people. You have to network, and that's what life is about. And if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, I think so a lot of people r- realize, like, as you get older and as you experience more, you're going to grow apart from the friends you've had. It's not, uh, it's not like you guys are growing apart because of something between you, some kind of hatred. You're growing apart because you're living. So it's not like 
because I'm over here and you're over there now that we're not friends. You know what I'm saying? I, I think some people try their best to make sure they stay with their that, that circle. You know what I mean? Because if they're not with that circle, they feel like they're not their friends, and that that's exactly. not the case at all. Exactly, exactly, man. So it's, it's just all about growth, man. And yeah. I, one more thing I was going to say about that too, man, is a lot of times I think people get it twisted. They they feel like, oh, you know, that's selfish if they do that. Right. And no, it's not selfish, man. It's just prioritizing. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you got to prioritize what's important to you. And if you have a goal that you want to get to, you have to constantly assess and reassess and say, all right, Maybe I need to surround myself with different people. Not saying I'm cutting off these people. Right. You know, I love people, we form detachments. That's great. We can kick it. But there's a time for those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, the time that's allocated to them, that's cool. But you got to spend equally amount of time improving yourself and building your life. Right, right. And there's something that was interesting in that song. You mentioned, you said that you are, you're a ghostwriter. Who do you mm-hmm. ghostwrite for? Well, that I can't say. Ah, I was just trying. I was just trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, but, but what I yeah. can say is, it's like a lot of different people, a lot of different companies, all kind of songs across the board. So oh. that that played a part in this project too, because some of those songs I was really going to sell to like other people. Wow. And then we we liked them, so we were like, no, we're going to keep these songs, you know. So that's why it's so diverse, because you've got some R and B records on there, you've got mm-hmm. some folk mm-hmm. records. You've got all kinds of stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those hooks I was going to sell, and mm-hmm. some of them I just decided to keep. So how did you become a ghostwriter? Like how how does that work? Uh, well, that actually happened for me getting into music placements mm-hmm. because what happened was like years ago, I was re- recording out of the studio in Ozone Park. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they had a connection with an A&R up at Sony Records. Mm-hmm. So that's when it first started because – I started doing like hooks, referencing hooks on beats for artists mm. and selling those. Wow. And then what happened was I linked up with this agent that does music placements. So from there, all we would do a lot of times is just make a lot of beats and put hooks to them mm. or just put the songs out there as a whole. So as the songs got out there, like different companies like Monster Energy Drink, mm-hmm. Power E, they did something with LeBron James. Mm. We had... What else? I mean, it's just so many companies, man, that just, they need the content. So wow. that's, that's what it is. Like, And it's a great thing, man. I, I really like it because I'm I'm an artist. Like, I'm, I'm a musician at the end of the day. So I make all kinds of songs. Like, it's not just limited to, to rap music. Yeah. So I like, I'm a creative. I like to create. So how, how does, how does, how would you say, how does, like, the, um, the call structure, how is the, How's the how, how do you get paid? How does that work over there? Do you feel like it's more lucrative than Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cuz this is this is the thing. It's like I think a lot of people are so caught up with tunnel vision. Like they want to they just want to get a record deal. And it, there's nothing wrong with a record deal. A lot of people talk bad about it. It depends on your needs as an artist. Yeah. There's some artists who need that. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't have the the business savvy to structure their business accordingly to say, okay, this is how I'm going to get paid. Mm -hmm. So some people need record deals. For me personally, where I'm at right now, this works great for me because, first of all, when you do music placements, I I would just tell all artists, don't ever sign an exclusive agreement unless it's it's really lucrative. Mm -hmm. Because what happens with an exclusive agreement is basically that song that you wrote, you're relinquishing – your capability to just 
get it to other people. So mm-hmm. if you sign with this company, they say, all right, this is exclusive to us, which sucks. So you always want to sign non-exclusive because mm-hmm. now what you do is you lease out your music mm-hmm. and they pay you. So if, if I don't know, let's say uh, Johnson & Johnson wants to use one of my songs for a commercial, I'll lease it to them. I retain the ownership, but I can say, okay, the lease is like $4,000. They pay it. They use it in their commercials. Now what happens? I get paid the $4,000, but then in addition to that, I'm getting residual income Mm -hmm. because I'm getting paid from streaming. I'm getting paid from ASCAP, from my publishing. And then on top of that, people that hear it, they're buying it if they like it. So Mm -hmm. they listen to the commercial and they say, oh, well, Siri, what song is this? They put their phone to the TV. It says K-Spot. They say, cool. They click on Apple or iTunes and they buy it. So, (laughs) you know, when you you position yourself accordingly, you're going to make money. It's just having that mentality to know how to do it and think outside the box. Wow. Yeah. You know, that, that is so smart, man. Like, I always thought trying to be a ghostwriter, you had to find a way into the music industry first and then from there, that's how you become that. But you're saying you can just position yourself as, I just want to do placements, right? Yeah, that's it. Wow. That's, that's, that's all you got to do, man. And, I mean, ultimately my goal is, like, I really want to try to build a platform for, for independent artists to do that more so. Because right. I've, I've seen so much success doing it that I think that would be dope. And right. I mean, it's only, like, a couple of houses that are doing that right now. But they do it on a major scale. So what happens is, you know, you get these companies, you get these agents, but they're serving as the middleman. Mm-hmm. So that means like, all right, you know, that Johnson and Johnson promo might have been eight, might have been like, uh, I don't know, six right. or seven, but the agent has to get a cut, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can position yourself, whereas you're eliminating the middleman. Oh, and you get okay. I see. You're by so, yourself. I, I even realize that's, that's dope. Exactly. Wow. 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 That's that's good money, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there there's another song on there called "Sunken Place," Juneteenth. Just 
melanin, mass incarceration and a selenin. Oh, it's so heavy, it's so heavy, it's so heavy. Are you ready, Yak? Oh, y'all so petty, so petty, so petty. I call y'all petty wop, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, the three amigos. Y'all so bad and bougie, cooking up laws to abuse me. It's my choices, see my voices, never heard and never seen. In this system, with the Jackson smooth criminals with no better gene. Oh, it's in between the lines and never blurred. See, we six feet under, we are six feet under. Sometimes it make me wonder like Stevie. No, I'm not needy, no, don't appease me. No, I'm not needy, I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall. Life's a crisis, guns and ISIS, we have this crisis, all this man is killing our people. What's, what's this song about? Alright, so if, if anybody saw the movie Get Out, then they, they oh, know yeah. what this about. <laughs> it's about. You're being, you're, you're in this um, situation where they don't want you to be woke. They just want right. you to kind of just be oblivious to what's going on and what they're doing to you. So that's what the first portion is about. It's like, um, you know, my singer singing up. She's like, uh, pain, chills, rain, feels, stay woke. Mm-hmm. Like, just stay woke to what's going on to you. As far as the Juneteenth component, that's the second half, like the reprise of the song. Mm-hmm. And that just really talks about, um, uh, if people don't know what Juneteenth, yeah. Juneteenth is, that's basically June 19th. Right. It was like 1865. It was when slavery was supposed to be abolished in the southern states. Yeah. So with that said, that's pretty much what that reprise is about, just coming out of that, that phase of being in a sunken place and getting right. liberated. So, you know, the second half is just a little more upbeat. Right. But, you know, all the songs and titles have meaning. So, yeah. it's, you know. So when did you when did you truly realize that you were awake, you know, to what's going on, you know, to black people globally? Like. 
what, what, you know what, what did it for you? Like, how did you get out of your sunken place? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, live, living in the hood, you yeah. cannot be in a sunken place because they're going to mm. constantly remind That's you right. every chance they get that you're black. I was always racially profiled mm. growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, mm. and largely due to cars. Like, I had a lot of nice cars, so yeah, right. when you have a nice car, they naturally think you're a drug dealer. Yeah. How can this person of color have <laughs> right. something nice? Because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to. Right. You're, you're supposed to be lesser than me. Like, right. This is what it is. So they used to harass me all the time and pull me over. So I knew what it was, and, and I was aware. I I think that really, though, what made it, what it put it on full blast for me was when recent events started happening. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at, like, Eric Garner, yeah. and you're seeing the footage, and you're seeing what's going on, and then you're seeing people being acquitted, and they're not being held right. to the same standards that other people are, you start to really feel away. Right. And then the fact top of that when you start to fill away and they try to minimize that so right. they, they try to tell you oh pipe down stop that you mm. know why why are you guys doing why are you kneeling why are you guys yeah. saying black lives matter well we say all lives matter and they, they constantly combat right. your voice with ignorance because right. it, I, I think that those people running around talking about all lives matter retarded retarded it, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's like it's like we're at a, a rally for dogs and we're saying dogs lives matter right. and you're that jerk that stands in the middle and says no cats lives matter exactly what are you here for yeah exactly like what are you talking about you sound like an idiot right. so it's just crazy man so you know the and people that aren't people of color they won't understand mm-hmm. you know that's just what it is they won't understand because you can't understand right. I, that's just what it is so you made a good yeah, point man, yeah. you made a good point about you know, just the based on the environment you live live in, you have to wake up quickly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that is a good absolutely. point. You know? Yeah, and you got to be aware. And you got to expect it, too. Yeah. You expect You're like, wow. And it's crazy because, like, once I move my family from that environment and you get into better areas progressively as you move in life, mm-hmm. you see, like, you don't experience those things mm-hmm. because the community you live in isn't dealing with that because mm-hmm. – the people that police your community aren't living in your community. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. the hood, a lot of these, these offices, they living out in nice neighborhoods exactly. on Long Island. Yep. So when you move to those areas where they are, where they ain't they're your neighbor. They're your neighbor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, this is regular. Like, yeah. you know, this is this is what it is. So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that's so true. And. I, someone, I, this is like when all this first starts showing on TV and everything, like, oh, my God, they're just all of a sudden just killing so many black people. Like, nah, nah, we just got cameras now. <laughs> like, this is exactly. nothing new. Like you say, the violence isn't new. It's the cameras that are new. Yeah. I just can't get why with all this footage, no one has been, you know, found guilty in any way. Like, that tells you a lot about what the system prioritizes, right? Like. Yeah, and it, and it's the charges too. Right. A lot of people don't know the law. Exactly. So when it's like they're not even charging them. They're properly. not even charging them properly. Right. right. So it's like you know the charges they're trying to hit them with is bogus because right. the charge basically all right. Did this officer wake up this morning and intend <laughs> say I'm going to kill this guy that I didn't know? Right. And they know what they're doing when they right. present the charges. They know they're going to have to throw it out. Because I feel so like, bad for the jury when they do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you know exactly. they have to stay on this certain path when they're trying to make their, you know, judge it. Exactly. That's just crazy. It's just not exactly. right. Exactly. You know so I mean? it's yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, man. Yeah. 
So let's talk about a little things outside your music. So mm-hmm. when you're not pursuing music, what are you doing? I know you're looking at the market and the S&Ps. And <laughs> but yeah. what, what are you doing to relax? Normally to relax, man, just spending time with my family. Yeah, like that's, yeah. the, that's the main thing, man, seeing my daughter grow up and, and seeing what she's going into and just How does she everything. Know? You know, she's five years old. Wow. It's beyond. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. She's so advanced. She's into music, too. Nice. She likes to create music. She she also draws and stuff. So wow. just spending time with family because I think at the end of the day, that's important. Like, yeah. you need to be grounded and all of this other stuff really doesn't matter. Right. You know? So she sees you doing the music, right? She's around you mm-hmm. watching you do it. Yeah, you know she's absorbing a lot right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. You gave her, you gave her a rap name yet? You know what? She's going to give herself a rap name. <laughs> she, she's all up in it. She's making melodies and stuff. And she's like, Daddy, check out this song. I'm like, oh, you got songs now. Okay. <laughs> That's dope, <man. laughs> So we, yeah. we call the show Books, Beats, and Beyond, and we're always asking, what books are you reading now, articles, whatever? Uh, what books have had the biggest impact on your life? What, what would you say? Wow. What 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 books? Let me see. I think, man, one of the books that, that I like the most, man, let me see, because I, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I would say, why should white guys have all the fun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that was that was one of my my favorite one by Reginald Lewis because I like that book a lot because a lot of people don't even know who Reginald Lewis is yeah. or who he was mm-hmm. and he was such a groundbreaking person of color who pursued a lot of different things so to see his story and how he came up and how he he was involved in like investing and then he he was a lawyer like he did all these different things that was a great book man yeah. that was really a great that is book. a good book. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I really did. And you can't really find it. That's the sad part about it. Like I wanted to buy it for some of my friends and yeah, they just don't um wow, it's not wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. Maybe you need maybe you need to make one, man. It sounds hey, like man, you look, know. Look, look, man, God willing one day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today? Oh, wow, man. Mm. It was a couple. I think for me, I would say the the first one was was Razcast, Soul on Ice. Oh, word, that's a good one. Yeah, cause that 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 record right there, I didn't even know that Razcast was from the West Coast. Right. But he rapped so well, and he, yeah, he because people got to realize like like back then there was no Kendrick Lamar. There weren't people rapping from the West that actually like sounded like East Coast rappers. Right. Maybe. He rapped like Snoop Dogg. Right. That slow ABC type flow. So it was like, yo, this dude got bars. Like, yeah. And I was, I was blown away. I heard Nature. The oh, track. I was about to say that song right there, boy. I was like, yeah, what? this guy, he what? rapping for like seven, eight minutes about history. Wow. I was like, yo, this brother's serious. So he, he was one of those that I, I definitely, I was blown away you know, by. You know what's interesting about that? He talked about how he was in a history class and he started talking about stuff that the teacher never brought up after class, and the teacher said, you're not supposed to know that right now. We're not supposed to talk about that. So he dropped the class and was like, I'm making this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Razzcast is dope, man. He's, to me, he's definitely one of the, the more underappreciated MCs. So, yeah. it, you know, he's just he's just a, another another case of the record label not 
really getting his art and pushing it properly. Right. Um, let me see. Another one, I'm going to have to go with Nas Illmatic. Word, yeah. Because I love jazz, I love hip-hop, mm. and the way that he, the way that he just, I think he was groundbreaking in the sense that his flow was so advanced of other rappers at the time. Right, so he was, it was young like too. Dude, yeah. yeah, and he was young. So dudes was rapping, but they wasn't rapping like Nas. Nah. Like they wasn't put, yeah, like they wasn't putting the words together the way he was doing it. Right. And then the way he did it over the jazzy beats, and then right. the way he re-slang with it, like it was just a perfect marriage, man. It was so conversational. Was, like when I heard him for the first time, I was like, yo, is he really rhyming right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, he's feel like, like Ill poetic. It's yeah. Like, yeah poetry but yet the way he put it together like he just had a unique style yeah that i think was just so dope man so that that album man and i think it was the perfect amount of tracks too like yeah. it wasn't over there that's it right was like 10 songs, that's it so he he really did it man i think now let me see for the third one uh wow because there was so many albums yeah in my yeah that i had man i'm trying to think who's the third one that what i would give it to man I would say, man, I'm not. I'm not going to pinpoint one album for him, but yeah. I'll, I'll just say this much: overall, as as an artist, I enjoyed his music. This is another West Coast artist, Tupac. Oh yeah, because um, you know, he, I just feel like he was so dynamic, like in terms of what he spoke about mm-hmm. on so many different levels. Like he he gets like a lot of criticism from people, like flexing them for the for the whole beef with Biggie. Yeah. But my whole thing is, we're all people. Right. We all make mistakes. Nobody would want anyone to judge us based upon one chapter of our life. Exactly, yeah. You understand? Like, we're, we're, we're all books. We all have different chapters. Somebody could judge judge him easily by one chapter in his life with his scandals and what he appreciated. Right. Probably not. You know, so I feel like Pac, overall, man, he was a true artist because he was a poet. He was a rapper. He would get deep. Yeah. He would get ignorant. But that's cool. It's cool to be ignorant on a certain right. level because it's showing people you're a real person. Nobody's right. a saint twenty four seven. So right. I, I just really appreciated him as an artist. That was that was one of my favorites. Uh, I agree man. with you because you know I loved his hypocrisy, man. Because it it showed you that oh you know we all can do that. I I, I yeah. some days I feel I, I want to preach the you know mm-hmm. some some days I just want to just do just old dumb shit. But you know yeah, it, exactly. and he he did both of those. He he wasn't afraid to show that you know I, I sometimes just just thinking about him like what would his social media look like man which <laughs> how yeah, would he keep it you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah man yeah, yeah it's true man it's true and i i mean this is this is a little off topic but i really feel like i was telling my one of my people this the other day i feel like by him passing when he passed and when biggie passed and when pun passed mm. i feel like those three passings changed hip-hop so much mm, talk about that because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who benefited directly from those guys passing. Oh yeah, and and Jay Z's one of them. No, like, absolutely. Jay-Z's, yeah, Jay Z's good. I'm, yeah. I'm not taking like his no. four four his four 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 album. I like it. You yeah. know, I like that he got back to some real lyrical stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think people would be naive to turn the blind eye to the fact that yeah, absolutely Biggie and Pac were still here. He wouldn't be in that spot. No, 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 no. That's the reality of it. Yeah. Like, you know, so and then Pun, forget about it. Pun forget was a savage. It. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was crazy. He's talking about a dude who he was out rapping dudes that that were regarded as like the top tier. Mm-hmm. 
So for him to do that, and then I think he was like the first um, Latin, Hispanic yeah. rapper to platinum. Like, right. come on, like this, yeah. this guy was killing it. So yeah, man, that's so true about that. That is so true. Yeah. I always, I always tell people that too. I'm like, Jay Z's ill. But I think because of these passions of people, he he's smart. He saw that lane and went with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He really got yeah. in that lane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it would been it would be a totally different story if all those were, were still around. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, so what do you think that you can contribute to today's hip hop culture? I think right now, man. I think that the main thing, like, it's funny, man, because people, you know. Some a lot of people know me, a lot of people don't. And uh somebody was telling me, Wow, man, you sound just like like, like this is like J. Cole type stuff. I was like, Man, I, <laughs> I've been making music for so long, man, like I like give me a break. But yeah, I I think if anything, man, just just a fresh perspective. I yeah. think like people ask me, they say, What do I think about trap and, and all this drill music and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I say balance is good, right? Yeah. Like, pe- people need that. Like, you don't always want to Absolutely. Kill. Sometimes you want to wild out. You want to listen to some upbeat trap music, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I just think there needs to be balance. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, just for lack of better words, my position in, in music as a whole is just balance. I yeah. get people balanced to what's, what else is out there. Like, mm-hmm. even when I rap on up-tempo beats and commercial beats, I'm still giving them – a different perspective like mm-hmm. i'm not going to tell you to go out there and and disrespect women and all this other nonsense like we can party mm-hmm. but we're going to party responsibly right you know so that's what it is man just giving people a, a different mind state that's perfect man because i'm all i think that is what's definitely missing in hip-hop is balance i mean because mm-hmm. i don't see why they can't be balanced <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. well you know what it is man i think right now it's it's the labels and they follow the trends yeah. so what happens is when you see one person winning, if 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 you sign a Soldier Boy and Soldier Boy sell a million ringtones, yeah, everybody else is running, going on Twitter and Instagram looking for the next Soldier Boy, and they That's gonna right. sign ten of them until they run that sound into the ground, yeah, and then you got somebody pop up like a like a little Uzi Vert, <laughs> and then he popping, and so yeah. now everybody sign guys that look and sound like him yeah. until they run that in the ground, yeah. you know, so it's. It cycles. They they chase the money instead of doing what they used to do when they used to really invest time and finances in developing the artist. Because it's a shame, but I I remember Pops used to tell me how Barry Gordy used to really develop his talent at Motown Mm -hmm. and the Jackson 5 and all all these groups. He He knew Barry Gordy? No. Oh, okay, he, he okay. Found, yeah, but he told me of it. Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, because he was in the music scene, so he was like, what used to go on? Right. And art development was a real thing. Mm-hmm. It was something whereas, yo, we know your first record is going to flop. Your second record might flop. Wow, but we're going to keep you touring. We're going to keep you out there until it catches on. Wow. And that was the difference back then. Now the labels want to jump on the bandwagon. Right. So they, they already want you to be getting radio play. They already want you to be touring, selling out arenas. Yeah. And then they're like parasites. They just want to jump on it. Right. They yeah. lock you down 360 deal. Yeah. Right. So Does that happen you know. in outside of hip hop? I never really focus on that, does it? I'm so in, absorbed in I like other music, but you know, hip hop's like my my I'm my, my hip hop head, but I I never thought about that. Do does the same thing happen outside of hip hop? I know you 
circling. With artist development? Yeah, like, oh, this is, uh, this pop artist is doing their thing. Let's try to find one just like that. Do they do that that much? So, you know what? I believe so. Yeah. I believe, so. I believe like, you know, they, they do follow those trends. Yeah. And it, what it does is it kind of, it kind of just basically waters down the music because yeah. we're not having any dynamic artists that we would be privy to if everybody didn't follow the same model. So right. that's right. one thing that's, you know, it, it needs needs to change. But, I mean, yeah. it, it always changes. It always does. You know, yeah. people, people just got to stay true to themselves. That's right. it. Right, right. So what do you want people to mainly take away from, from this album, Urban Couture? I just want people to take away reality, to take away real realism, and to take away a, a sense of spiritual awareness as well, mm-hmm. that we're we're only here for a certain amount of time. Like this flesh that we're walking around with, and these bodies is temporary until we really, you know, pass on. So while you're here, be good and do good. You know, right. I always tell tell body, you know, do do something, do something for somebody without telling everybody. Mm, right. You yeah. Know? Right. Do something good, man. Be good. You never know what people are going through. And, you know, that one hello that you gave somebody for the day might have been the difference between them going home and shooting their brains out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Good one, man. Good point. So I know you're not a big fan of social media, but how can people contact and follow you? Oh, definitely, man. I mean, well, they could at me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, I, man, I tell you, I didn't even have an Instagram, man, because I hated that. I understand, man. I, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I, I just recently <laughs> made that, so... I mean, this case box music on there. I'm not on there like that, but I mean, you know, <laughs> people, you know, they can <laughs> they can reach out, man. Whatever I, I go in there, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, case Sparks, thank you so much for being on Book Speech and Beyond. We appreciate it. Now, anytime, my brother. It was a pleasure, man. And you know, just much much success to you, man. Thank you. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>